0: Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
2: know how do you wear that one out? You know, my missus could have f***ing played against him. I've got to be careful, haven't I? F- I'm sorry, and all this f- That's a load of f- You've got to f- Die to get three
3: points. Welcome back to the Die for Three Points podcast. Myself and Neil joined this week by Steve Bruce, and it's been an absolute pleasure so far. The second half will involve myself and Neil peppering Steve with questions. <laughs> he looks well primed for it. <laughs> a cup of tea and a biscuit's done in the world of good. Um, so it's been a couple of months now since you came out of West Brom, the last place that you were a manager, of course. Um, how do you reflect on that, and how have you been spending the last few months?
4: Well, the last the last few months of um, I've just had I've been on a holiday with um, my good lady was sixty, so I took a few friends. Fantastic, and we spent a bit of time in the Caribbean. So, in that respect, it was great. But I was totally disappointed of of what happened at West Brom because, look, we're judged on results. And we didn't get enough good results. But there was plenty of games where we played well enough. We we played well enough to to just, when you need a win. um, And of course, we we couldn't get enough of them. And um, so, unfortunately, unfortunately, it ended rather sadly for myself. um, And Ron, who employed me, Ron Gauley, obviously, you know, he he gave me a chance in there. And um, look, results tell you that that I wasn't good enough. So, no matter who we are, what we are, you you need a result, and um, we all want time. Hmm. That doesn't happen anymore. Um, but there was times when we were very very close, and uh, I've it, it, hey sods law now. I think they've won four on the, to the win last night, and they won, did, yeah. they've won four hmm. on the spin, which 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 I'm pleased about because they've they've got some very very decent players there.
3: Over the course of a very long managerial career, you both obviously at times. Going to get the sack by virtue of how football clubs operate. Mm. Does it get any easier? What's the initial emotion when, when that conversation? Do you know it's coming?
4: Oh, I think you have an idea. Mm-hmm. I think you have an idea that it's, that it's coming. Um, never easy. The first time, the first time I got the sack at Huddersfield back years and years and years ago, it sent me into a spiral of not depression, because I don't I wouldn't think I've ever been, but I remember not really wanting to go out very often. For the first time in my life, really, probably I was 40 then, probably, that you're deemed as a failure. Mm. It's awful, the no matter when you get the sack. If you get the sack at any job, it it, it should disappoint you and hurt you.
2: You just feel it. You know, like Steve saying, I, w- I watched quite a lot of his games at West Brom. Mm. And and I, 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 I watched him on the bench, right? There were games where they were a hair's breadth from three points. Mm. They either threw it away... Or all this, you know, the missed chances like you've never seen, and, and that's what football's about. It's such a small, uh, to success and failure mm. in, in a team. You know, you've got, you know, I knew that Stephen, he knew he got a good squad, a decent squad in that area. And so, when you stood on the bench and you see him hit the post when he should score, and you <laughs> see them and yeah. the goalie hit his back of his head instead mm. of going in, you know, you think. God. If I'm not
4: careful, here, I'm going to get. So
3: you, you think is that. it like a creeping it's just result? Yeah. Almost, yeah. It's, it's results, mm-hmm. and
4: look, you don't win for eight, nine games or whatever it was. You know, I think it was eleven games, and we, but we had drew eight of them or something. Mm-hmm. You know, which um, look in 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 that respect, it, it weren't good enough. So I, I've got no I've got no qualms calm, about it. I knew, given time, that it would come round. We knew by signing the likes of Jed Wallace and mm-hmm. the boy Swift and. The boy Rogic, who scored last night. Superb players. And Mm. then, of course, the big one where they spent a lot of money on the big centre-forward DK. Mm -hmm. Either me or the previous manager, never really seen him because he was injured. He's been injured for a year. Lo and behold, he gets fit and scores the winner yesterday. So, Mm. you know, um, I knew, given time, they've got a nucleus of a very decent squad there. Um, So, um, But, of course, disappointed that the way it turned out.
3: You mentioned how it felt coming out of Huddersfield all those years ago. And coming out of West Brom. Is is any of that feeling the same? Does it does it get easier you know with age think,
4: and experience? I think, I think you know how to I think you know how to deal with it. Mm. You know how to deal with it better. It don't get any easier, does no, it, Steve? No. You're we're still you're still bitter. Mm. You're still no, bitter. I'm and... I'm still bitter and disappointed yeah, because I, I knew I knew that if I would got a little bit more time, I knew the group of players that we had and the mm. performance that we were showing that they would come okay, but look, we know that you don't
3: get time anymore, mm. and um, and that's the way it is, and that's the tough side of it, of course. But casting your mind back now, what in in your mind's eye on the show reel, what are the highlights, what's 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 the well, biggest I look, look thrill from being a manager? I,
4: I, look, I, I've been the the two biggest clubs arguably have been Aston Villa and Newcastle, which I've thoroughly enjoyed, even. You know, the, the challenge of Newcastle for all the abuse which was thrown my way, I still wouldn't have swapped it. I still wouldn't have not took it. I had to take it. I turned it down and before Graham Sooners took it when, when Sir Bobby Robson got the sack and stayed loyal to Newcastle, uh, stayed loyal to Birmingham. Um, and um, I always maybe regretted that. Um, so to get the opportunity... They get the opportunity to go and say, Well, you know, at least I've done it. I've done it for two and a half years. It wasn't easy. Mm. And it was during the pandemic. Um was was difficult. But um are yeah, two great two great clubs and big clubs. And um I'm glad I'm glad I've done it. Both <laughs> difficult a, in their
2: own way, mate. Mm, that you was know, a difficult divi- period there uh, for managers, the, mm. the pandemic. Wow. No atmosphere. I mean, I, I went to Middlesbrough. To help them out, really, and, and, and it was touch and go whether they stayed up or not that year. And we managed to claw a few results out, but it's so strange having no fans. You know, you, I mean, I thrive on fans, whether it's the way fans give me steak <laughs> yeah. or, or, or <laughs> you know, home, that, that's own fans. That's what I'm in the game for, are yeah. eh, you with
4: me? And, it was, and to have an
2: eerie stadium, you can't explain it, no, can it you, awful,
4: Steve? I have to say, the first time it was awful. It was like, you know, I, when you look back on it, how difficult it was. Mm. Um, and let's be fair; we're probably the only ones working, Neil, weren't we? You yeah. know, and it probably kept the nation going. Did there was a game every there was a game every night, every night, uh-huh. and did every you, night we would watch a game, didn't did, we? And did see, you
2: feel like me? I, I, when I was at Middlesbrough, I felt. As if I were responsible for the whole bloody county, you know. My press conferences—I felt I've got to make them laugh. I've got to make them enjoy something because it was so depressing, wasn't it? Everybody yeah, dying, yes. and I felt responsible. Me, I think all football yeah, well, managers yeah, did, yeah. didn't
4: they? I mean, we 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 were responsible because we did give some something to to watch. I mean, there was probably a, a Premier League game on every other day, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Um, difficult times because especially managing Newcastle because the big thing was the crowd eh? mm. I mean what a magnificent crowd they are um and even now where the good times are are rolling with them it's it's fantastic to see that they're they're back in f- full roar because there's not a better sight when they're when they're at their best they're they're of unbelievable support unbelievable
3: it's an amazing thing that you can talk like that I've worked on games that you managed up at Newcastle um you, you can't come away from um, the narrative of, of certain aspects of that at all and I, I watch yourself Steve Agnew Steve Clemens talking on the pitch seeing what's going on on the pitch looking at games where like you I'm there as, as a commentator scratching your heads wondering why a game's turning out like it's turning out but to be able to come off the back of that and still be able to say that 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 that's a,
1: well, I mean, a special I look,
3: thing because not yeah, many people would come out and, and be yeah, like that I
4: mean look I mean you know it's um, I still um, I'm from there mm. you know and a majority at the end of the day, and um, and I'm pleased. And the one I got the job was to say, I know it's going to be difficult. I could have quite easily said, Oh no, I'm, I'm going to, oh I don't fancy that. That's mm-hmm. too difficult a job. But I did have people like Graham Soonis and Kenny Daglish and people like that ringing me to say, You know what you're doing? You get ready for it. I mean, Graham, for example, Soonis <laughs> says to me, Steve, I've managed in Liverpool. He says, I've managed in Glasgow. He says, have I even managed in Turkey, (laughs) right, where it gets a bit boisterous and a bit noisy? Mm. He says, but there's nothing quite like what you're going to undertake. So when you get people like that, you understand and think, aye, aye, I know what I'm going into. Mm -hmm. Um, Experience sort of helped me. But look, I'm totally disappointed the way it finished, of Mm. course. But don't forget, he he, he had a thankless task. I mean, from the
2: outside of that, no disrespect to the owners, but, you know, the fans and the owners were at loggerheads right from start and always would be. And and, and so and the manager's got no chance. No. The manager mm-hmm. hasn't got a cat in else chance when it's like that with the fans because they want the owner to leave. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. The owner's, yeah. you know, either whatever he is. And I don't think you've got a cat in hell's chance. So it, that didn't surprise me at all. Like Steve says, now, Eddie... Now he's got, they've got, you know, he's got Almiran and these other players playing out the skins and and they've bought some decent, you know, Trippier. People say, he said he should have spent millions on a football, but Trippier, mm. you know, good sensible player. lad, good lad, innit? Good player. Yeah, and you talked about your lot at Man United, the names you mentioned. And and Trippier would be one of them. Absolutely, he's a he's a, he's a he's a yeah. What do they call the kid at Man United? The regular the Dennis Irwin. Dennis Irwin. That's a Trippier, isn't it? Isn't it? And that's how that's how they were. You knew, you know, a manager if you've got a Trippier, you know he's seven out of ten every week. It might be eight ones. Mm. He's never ever six. Never yeah, let you and down, they're yeah. the ones, aren't they, that you love? Well, Dennis
4: Irwin, I think, played for thirteen years, either left back or right back. I mean. You know, when you talk about him, he, he was a fabulous, fabulous footballer. And I have to say, Newcastle, look, they've bought well. Mm-hmm. It's all right having all this money, as Neil mm-hmm. talks about, but when I was there looking back on it, we had we relied on Almiron. He didn't get the scoring that he did, but I picked him every week because of his energy and mm-hmm. what he gave you. And then, of course, we signed St Maximum, who got everybody off their seat and was the bright spark. The big decision was Joe Linton mm-hmm. was... We spent a lot of money on him, but he was never, ever going to be a centre forward. No, his goal scoring record told you that before we even bought him. That he was, and he was never really a goal scorer like a Callum Wilson that we got in. And let me tell you, the loggerheads I had were Mike. Everybody thought I was, you know, a lovely, lovely with Mike and this, that, and the other. For for to get Callum Wilson over the line, mm-hmm. you know, we we practically war. Because he was 29, you know, he's 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 an odd injury, yeah. you know, big money, and um, you know, and yeah, I broke the wage bracket probably at the same time too. Um, so I knew I had a nucleus of Joe Linton, Callum Wilson, Almiron, St maximum. Mm-hmm. You know, the big ones was now, but you know, can they stay fit and can they stay well? And that's how. We finished mid table both years because of that influence of players and what they were. Mm. I think the I think what I didn't underestimate as well is how 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 much the thought of Rafa Benitez as well mm-hmm. up in Newcastle the, the the supporters thought the world of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, replacing him was always going to be difficult. Let alone the struggle with what the
3: supporters had with the owner. You mentioned Mike there as well, and, and you both talked about picking your chairman. Is is is, is, is it Okay for me to ask you about your best chairman and the yeah, one that yeah. perhaps is not not quite as favourable? Oh, I think it would
4: be not right <laughs> of me to, to pick out the the wrong ones. But look, I, I, as I said, I picked Birmingham for years ago mm. because David Sullivan would tell you yes or no. Mm. He would tell you yes or no. You either got it or you haven't got it. And um, But he was hands-on. Every day he was interested in what was hanging on. So I used to ring him at 1 o'clock after training, mm. tell him how training went. Blah blah blah, and there was a relationship that, so it was very very. Decent. We like that with Dave Whelan, and Dave Whelan, Dave Whelan. Let me tell you, was a, was a one off. Yeah. Neil, when I first went when Division One, I went to his office, and his office is the size of this building we're in <laughs> in Wigan, and he said, uh, "I don't do contracts." I says, "Good, chairman, I don't want one." I <laughs> says, "I've just had a terrible time for two three years. I don't want one." He said, uh, "Well, that's different." He said, um, car. He says, the car down there. So I looked over the window. There's a no disrespect <laughs> to a Volkswagen Passat, purple. <laughs> <laughs> he says, there's your, there's your company car. And if you want some peril, you can queue all the wagons up there. Got <laughs> the JD with the wagons. And uh I said, I'll tell you what it is, I'll leave the car and I will leave this and I'll tell you what it is. Don't pay me. I was I was taking it over from Bruce Rio, don't pay me. Don't pay me. Um and we'll see how we get on, eh? Which, of course, he liked that, and um, and I really, really enjoy. It. it was the first real one where the club meant so much to him. I mean, what he's done there at Wigan and what he did do was quite remarkable. The second time I went back after leaving Birmingham, after they'd been taken over, the second time I went back was probably the best team that I ever had in a in a Premier League at that time. Okay. I mean, with the likes of Valencia and mm-hmm. Palacios and Catamol and Zogbia, Heskey, rodalega Melchiot, that, Shana, I could name them all, Kirkland and Goal. Mm-hmm. I think we took something like 63 points in a calendar year. But of course, with that, then came all the big teams. And typical Dave Whelan, when we have Valencia, he, he comes to me, he said, uh, Valencia's getting a lot of attention, Steve. I said, oh, no, he's a real top, top player. He said, uh, you've got to get on the phone to Sir Alex <laughs> and tell him that he's got to sign him. He says, because <laughs> I'm not letting him go to Munich and he's definitely not going to Real Madrid either because these, all these big clubs were after him. So um, anyway, I set the thing up that he'd go down and see Sir Alex mm. and he, he signed him, the boss signed him and uh, he went on to play for 10, 12 years. Fantastic player who gave them great service and that happened to Palacios, went to Tottenham, mm-hmm. Valencia went, Heskey went to Villa, so all of a sudden, the team that we're putting together, um, and he encouraged me, would you believe, Dave Wheeling really encouraged me, to take Sunderland, he said, look, I can't give you what you want, you've done great here, go and take Sunderland, and see what you can do with them, And uh, a quite extraordinary man, really, really extraordinary man, who um, who loved his club, it was a unique situation, mm. and I think, Whoever, whoever you were, whoever who was who worked for him, mm-hmm. would have said the same thing, you know? I I,
2: I, want, I once went to watch a game at Wigan, right, on, on an evening match, something like that. And I remember getting towards ground and I thought, the traffic were horrendous. And, and, the, <laughs> and we were in the queue, about 20 minutes we'd moved about 200 yards. And in the end, and we'd go round, and uh, there's, a, there's a steward or whatever, and, and I put the window down. And I said, bloody hell, I didn't realise it was as busy as this for Wigan. He went, you know, it's rugby, don't you? <laughs> we were in rugby queue. <laughs> yeah. I went round there. There were about 40 people watching this game at Wigan, a football club. <laughs>
4: So. Well, the first time when I went, we had we had, we were playing Reading. We had three and a half thousand in the playoff semi-final. Next day, Wigan were playing St. Helens. Full house, really? <laughs> different, you know, oh, thirty thousand, incredible! It's a part incredible. of the world that does world lean more,
3: more towards rugby league. Yeah. It, it it, we we've had guests on the podcast before. One of those was Simon Jordan, of course, wasn't it? Early, early on, in different episodes, um, is, is it said so? You've got you've got different experiences of that particular working relationship look I'm going to say this now and I've told Simon mm. many times I let him down mm. I let him down
4: um, um, we were both young and as I said when I was young I was a nightmare <laughs> especially in clubs and you know and I'd moved the reason why I left Wigan was I left the north the northwest where mm. I've been for years and thought I really fancy the challenge of London and going down south and seeing how it is and um and we were going along very, very nicely, very, very nicely. In fact, we were we were top of the league when the Birmingham approach came, and um, and I let, I let I let Simon down basically because, you know, in hindsight, um, although I did I did want to try and stay, mm. but um, Simon had his say as well, so we ended up having this horrible argument. And um In fairness I Steve,
2: In fairness I've spoken to Simon um, in the last twenty-four hours and he, he doesn't he not say anything bad about Steve. Just mm. give him my regards, are you mm. with me? What have you? So I think I think when you've been there, they do understand, but it's horrible mm. to be let down. You know, they, they don't want you to go. So it, yeah. it, it you know, it's a, I could I could understand both both points of view, but he never whereas one or two of the managers around before me and Steve went there. Um, he hasn't got good things to say about them, <laughs> if I'm honest. I have
4: to say though, the one thing he did love yeah. was his passion was Crystal Palace. Oh, he loved oh, it! Oh, he it? absolutely. I know. He absolutely worshipped that club and wanted it to do well, which is always a bit. And we thing. were
2: we were in Nat's breath from Lenkin playoff final. We, you know, we uh, we were at Bristol City's second leg, having lost the first leg in playoffs, mm. and uh, ten minutes to go, something like that. And, we had a penalty, and like how, like Kane, mm-hmm. Ben Watson hit the post. Would have been a different, you know. Yeah. And I think if we'd have gone in final, we'd have won it. Yeah, because I never lost finals. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and that's when you that's know, that's sure, when, but when it, it shows his trouble. how close it is, though. Yeah, it? It do, and, honestly. And,
3: and the margins of it. I mean, it, and, I, and I presume water under the bridge. And, and, and as we all get older, you, it's, you it's time you goes by. You yeah, I, and
4: you I, I remember ringing them a few years later when, when unfortunately. he he left Crystal Mm. Palace and I just rang him to say I hope you're okay and um, because I knew knew how disappointed he had been to to lose it that way because of the love of the club because of the love of the club he had yeah he was he was hugely passionate about it and probably still is Mm. so it's fair to say though um, as I said we were both young and we said things which probably we didn't mean and you know when you end up in a row it's never great is it and anger things are said and all the rest of it and That's the way, and you do do things like that
2: when you're younger, David. Mm. You you do set things that perhaps later on you'd think twice. And you'd have a little bit more maturity, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, red rag to a bull with them two, and they were young. And I, I, I wish, through. I
4: wish I could find a bit of fire now, Neil. That's what <laughs> I, Find that little bit of what was it when you were a younger? You know, now you can become a bit old, and you come a bit. It's called oh, well, wisdom and experience, yeah, surely. It's wisdom and experience. You got to, you you've got to fight the devil now and again.
3: And going off fighting the devil, and going off that kind of managerial hunger and spark when you've been at the kind of. Feet of the Master here, Old Trafford, Sir Alex. Is he the biggest influence on your manager? I managerial thought you meant me career? then. <laughs> minute, then. Did you, Steve? I thought you were going to say me.
4: Do you, know, do you know something? Do you know something of every interview I've ever done mm. since I left? The common question is always mm. people are intrigued of Sir Alex. Huh? And how could I even think about not replying to it by, and I've been asked so many times of, of what he was, he had an unbelievable desire to win, ferocious in his attitude to win. Um, a wonderful, wonderful manager, I have to tell you. Tough is the come. And, th- and that's the way it was. Whether whether he could be the same now, that's the big debate to be had. Mm. But, you know, certain things are which which I look back on and think he was a gambler, you know. Mm. He's a gambler and I don't think he... he well, he'd never... He'd never Dismiss that. Cause there he is, and I think that was his it was his way with, with managing too. I mean, the goals I scored against Sheffield, which has kept me here for for years, I could <laughs> talk about them forever. Yeah. If you think about it, you know, I'm scoring the goal. Gary Pallister's crossing it. Yeah. So you think, how the hell can that be? That how am I in the box and mm. Pally's crossing? It's it? a great header. Well, the, the second one was an easy one. Yeah. It was one of them easiest ones that mm. you're running onto, yeah. and you're gonna and you're to head it. But when I look back on it now, you know we we we, we wanted to win. Mm. We were constantly we were drawn away from home. That's never good enough. Um, he was a he was he was he was something he was he was something else and. Can you tell me, Steve, you know, when you played for them,
2: did you? were you aware at the time that you got away with murder with referees?
3: <laughs> oh, the Fergie Especially yeah. <laughs> at Old Trafford. Of course. I, oh, my oh, God. Yeah,
4: yeah. And I've been on there. I, I, I remember playing there with Norwich one day and we got this <laughs> some decisions that went against you. And, of course, he influenced. He influenced. <laughs> did. He uh. influenced everybody, you know. He influenced everybody by... I can still see him here now, you know, and... Yeah. Looking at his watch like this, and pointing to the clock, and but um, we yeah, played we
2: played there one day and uh, we were losing. about fifteen minutes ago, I can tell you now, Rob Styles we, <laughs> referee. I remember all the names <laughs> yeah. and uh, and centre forward goes through Shelton and, and the kid pulled him down, chopped him down. Should have been a red card and a penalty. And give nothing this Rob Styles, which weren't a shock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Incidentally he gave Liverpool a penalty for intent first game of season, same referee. So he obviously didn't like me. <laughs> but anyhow, so I goes into, up to a glass of wine after a glass of red wine up you know up there with him and yeah, I said yeah. to him, Alex, what about the penalty? I said, We're back in the game then if that so red card and a penalty he went, hey, hey son he said, You don't get them here <laughs> <laughs> He said
3: Oh I you don't know I knew. Is it not I mean, it always has been a phenomenal place to watch football. Whether you're a neutral, whether you're a United fan, whether you're obviously the travelling side of it, and it, because it's and given the fact of where we are geographically and, and this part of the world and what it means to you, it, it's it, you were part of obviously the, the decades before the Busby Babes, how that club was built, yeah, and then. The class of '92, and then the '90s moving on, and the institution that it has become. Do you still so recognise the Man a, United yeah. that you I think the for? biggest
4: when when I um, when we came when I came here in 1987, the big thing that we had to do, of course, was win the league. And mm. It had gone 25, 26 years um, without winning the league, so the big thing was that we have to turn around and win in the league. And mm. of course, we were when I arrived in '87, we were nowhere near. I think we finished runners-up in the first year I was there, but we were nowhere near the great Liverpool team. And it was that that drove them to, to get this big Liverpool. We have, to, we have to knock Liverpool off the perch. Mm. Um, That's a famous saying, was Yeah, it? yeah. Fam- <laughs> and I think what changed, you know, we had... I think maybe what changed Sir Alex, too, was...
0: Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection.
4: He he got together a group of players what sort of mirrored him a little bit that they would have a fight they mm. would have a scrap they would be they would put their neck on the line and he assembled he assembled as I said the ninety four team which was the best one for me where I played in in ninety five it broke up mm-hmm. you know Hughes went Kanchelskis went um, Ince went mm-hmm. and then of course then is the big decision of all of to bring them all, not saying anybody, we were all thinking, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, we were letting Hughes go, Kanchalskas go, Hintzy go, who were bringing in? We've got Beckham and Scholes and Butty. and We were like,
3: that's <laughs> who a these boys? big,
4: big call, <laughs> eh? big call. Now, whether he's very, very lucky or he's a genius, mm. and you have to say he did it that often, he bordered on being the other way. He bordered yeah. on being a genius. He was that good, huh? But to bring all them through into a team, what we had at the time was just and to and to win what they did was great and incredible. I mean, we should have won. We should have won three doubles in a row. Mm. You know, with that the game against Everton, the cup final in '95 again. No disrespect to Everton, but wow, wow! And uh, we lost to West. but we do. We we drew with West Ham, where we missed chance after chance yeah. at Upton Park that right year. So, um. Ah, look, every time they tell me, every time they tell me, you know, about him, the biggest one I remember was when we were playing Chelsea in the cup final. And um, and maybe if Glenn Hoddle's listening, so <laughs> all week he told us, he told us, we score first, we'll win four or five. Tuesday, remember, we've got to score first. We must score first, and we'll win four or five. So we we'll get to the end of the week, and he kept saying all this. And said to me, uh, and uh, I had to, boss, how do you think we will score first when we <laughs> win four or five? He says, because Glenn Hoddle will open up the team. He'll bring himself on in the middle of the pitch. It's too open for him these days. The white, And we'll rampage through the middle of them and we'll score four or five. Lo and behold, we go 1 0 up in 62 minutes. Glenn Hoddle comes on. <laughs> he makes his team more expansive. Vincy runs through, scores. We are four up with 15 minutes to play. <laughs> so I'm thinking now that, well, what he said all week thinking, is this Ferrer a genius or <laughs> is he just this ridiculous? And uh, and we went on to win 4 0 no. It was never it was, it was a tough game up until half time, but them little thing. And I'm sure he'd been to Wembley as well that morning and got to the groundsman, because Wembley was always lush. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there that many games on it where because the ball Rolling on back in the day, and I'm yeah. sure you had been to Wembley in the morning and give the groundsmen a few <laughs> quid to cut the grass a little bit smaller. I wouldn't surprise you. it because it wasn't like the year before. So yeah, hey, it's very was very like, short Wembley.
2: That was like I know I keep telling anybody listening that I keep saying different stories, but that's when we uh, we played. them I in mean, FA Cup semi final Arsenal at Old Trafford, and you were playing. Uh, Man United were playing them the Tuesday after, and if they got a result at Ivory, they would win. They win league. And uh, we played him at, and he said, "Come and train." yeah and the FA won't let us train, so we went to Carrington, trained at Carrington, and, and uh, I go into his office after. Hey, Neil, he nearly said, "How do you want the pitch?" What do you mean, Alex? He said, "Well, Arsenal." He said, "Zip it about." He said, "You know, they'll want short and wet." I said, "Well, we'll have it long and dry then, Alex." <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> And I, and I think we I think they turned the sprinklers on about five minutes before they got off bus, and then turned it off. You just to sprinkle it on, and I, and we sorted him out. I think Vieira didn't play on the Tuesday. I think Michael Brown sorted him out.
3: And, uh, Doesn't sound like Brownie. Yeah.
2: And uh, although we lost the game, we played ever so well. That was when Graham Paul was their best midfield yeah. player. Not
3: another that. referee, Neil. We've done well there. We're in the second half and you mentioned two refs. Okay. We've done well to swing away. Yeah, yeah. OK, carry on. Then. <laughs> I mean, coming away from refs, I mean, moving towards the media side of it, and I've got to say, having worked with you both covering games and talking to you before, during and after, you've always been a pleasure and it's been very straightforward. Did you, has that, again, come with experience and age of dealing with that? Because well, everybody's got an opinion, everybody's right about yeah. your team selection, but you're the manager and you carry the camp.
4: Cool. I think with management especially, but going back to the media was, you know, I, I I quite enjoyed the media. You know, when Sky first started, mm-hmm. I used to go onto Sky to think, well, you know, this I, I quite enjoy that of, of what you're doing mm-hmm. now. It's you're staying in the game. You're going to watch a game. You're commentating on a game. You're involved in it. You interview people. It's your still that you're involved with football, which ultimately we all enjoy and love mm-hmm. so much. And you're doing a job where I always thought with media. Look, if they're fair in um, the affair with you, then then no no problem. And of course, they're entitled to say it. tactics he played mm-hmm. didn't play him, should have played him, should have done this. That's part and parcel of footballer. Eh? It's when it becomes now the media side where they're not looking for formations. They're looking if you've had a fight with somebody or an argument. Or, Clickbait, isn't it? Yeah, the one where they just press a button where mm-hmm. they're interested in the story whether it's true. And what's happened over the years in management, Neil, or our field too, is you used to have a relationship with a local guy. Do
2: you know, just going to say that to you, Steve. You know, did when you? you when we started, yeah. it was a, don't repeat that, it's in confidence. Absolutely. And it never got repeated, did it? Yeah. I used to take mine on the bus.
4: Uh, yeah, yeah. At we some of the to, games. Yeah, absolutely. You know,
2: but now I think it's editors that's changed that. Steve, they, they want headlines now, especially the tabloids. They want headlines. And they, these young press guys have been told, come back with a headline that sells papers. And it's taken away from where it, it's a shame because we tell them things that nobody else knew,
4: didn't we? Well, well Tony, I mean, I, when we played the first time I was at Birmingham, we'll get to the playoff final. Tom Ross, and who's the local uh, radio guy, and Colin Tatum, the local journalist, they are on the bus. Not only that, they joined in training. <laughs> I thought, I'm going to let them join in training so the lads can have a kick in them. <laughs> they only give them five out of ten. So I let them get their kit on and all the rest of it, and they joined in. And um I'm thinking now, can you imagine trying to do that now? I know. I, you, you, you couldn't, couldn't do it. it. And probably it was the highlight of their... Their career was that Friday where they enjoyed in, and it was a five-a-side, a bit of a funny. Never, about. they'll never ever forget that. No? Yeah. and um, you know. and that's just sure how it changes, and yeah. uh, and you know, I think them days now, is, is gone. Mm. it's gone. It's only interested. Like,
2: you, know, you know, like we we we'll get loads of letters. I always open my letters, and I didn't want my secretary opening. I opened all the letters, and then they were you know, you'd get the story and that story and what have you, and uh, it used to make me laugh because. Uh, at Middlesbrough because it was a pandemic, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So I, we used to get quite a few talking to me. And uh, Karen had come in, with secretary in the afternoon, and we'd, we'd be sat there. And I said, Look at these letters. Can we send a letter, reply? You know, like, yeah, yeah. She starts taking it and says, now forget that, and I used to pick the phone up hmm. and ring him. Wow! Did you Steve? No, no, I didn't. Oh, I did. I mean, you that couldn't. Hey, no, you no, couldn't, couldn't pick the New phone up. <laughs> I,
4: I wouldn't to, even open them. Some uh, of them, as well. Uh, I'm <laughs> thinking, that. there's a device in here. I know. <laughs> it's yeah. ticking.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I used to ring them up. And the, that, the, oh, the, the best one was. Oh, I know it sounds, but there was a a, a lady that was really. Um, An an elderly lady, um, and she was in hospital, and it's not so long ago either, by the way. And uh, the 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 granddaughter asked me, "You're, I think she's eighty nine. You're you're a biggest, you know. She she loves you, Mister Warner. Would you send her a message?" And I sent her a message on video, and she took a picture of her when she's, and you can see my video face as she's looking at it, Mm. and she's smiling away, and she she died. Two days later, mm. and the 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 granddaughter said she was so happy to get that. And I'm not being funny, but little things like that—they only see the bad things sometimes. The press about what managers do, don't they? They don't look about what the good things that you can do around the place as well, which is a shame because there is some a lot of good things. Same with the players, isn't it? The players do a lot of good, but you know, you only want to know about when they go out on the town or something
3: like that, you know. It's it's that, yeah. It's. Finding common ground with these superstars now that are—I mean—they're on film star money and away from possibly the reality of what it is. But I mean that's the way the game's been and grown. And talking about the way the game's kind of been and grown, if you look in, if the, the vantage point that you sit at now, over a thousand games into a managerial career, has it flown by? Can, can you reflect on who you were, what you were, and what you are now?
4: Has it flown by? Um, probably. Um, would I change anything? No. As I said at the top of the interview, how lucky have I been to be in it, and probably Neil, and we still miss it. And Neil's now seventy-four. He's just torn. And <laughs> I know I don't. And, look and he still day. probably <laughs> wants the phone to ring. <laughs> yeah. He wants the phone to ring from a chairman. And and I'm saying now I'm looking at it thinking, well, hang on a minute, Steve. You know, the, the, the last job in particular um, hasn't gone so well, and and really. Is it time now to say, OK, I'm just going to see if I can be without it? Um, but certainly I've I've enjoyed it. It's been difficult at times, of course. Mm. It is. If you've got to go into management, it is, there's going to be difficult moments ahead. Um, but when you first go in, Steve, you don't think you're going to do
2: 3 or 400 games. Mm, you no, think yeah. it's impossible. 500, 600, you're getting. And then all of us, I mean, to get to a 1,000, I mean, I know I'm not... Blowing me trumpet when I say it, 1603 games, but you never think you're going to get that's anywhere incredible. near that. And, and you, 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 know, you know, when did you start when you were 15? So. <laughs> hey, that is incredible, hey, incredible, by the way. Hey, number. but that, that doesn't count 400 or not games as a non league manager, mm. as well. Before I got into the league, that's, that's your apprenticeship leader. right there, but, it, yeah. But you know, with the families, I, I, I love his son, Alex. Mm. I've always thought what a good lad he is, mm. and Williams like that. I've got James as well. And when you look at the lads that we've got, there, it's difficult being a manager's son, you know. You get you get slaughtered with all dif, that different things, and to see the lads grow up like they are, I'm right proud of mine, mm. and I'm proud of Alex because I've watched him uh, a lot of times as a player as well. Are you with me? And mm-hmm. he was a he was an a eight out of ten every week. Eh? Mm-hmm. he would put his head. He was my Chris Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. hadn't got the. Well, neither had Steve. He hadn't got that finesse, had he? But But I love him. I think to myself, what good kids they are. Mm. And I think when you're in this job, Steve, if you look at your kids and the good kids, you're right proud. Mm. You're right proud yeah, of your yeah. kids, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Because they do never have to take a enough. lot, don't they?
4: Yeah, yeah, never easy. And, of course, Alex, my son's young, I'm sure yours is, and he wants to react to anything on social media against <laughs> yeah. his dad. Yeah, he does. wants to fight the world. <laughs> yeah. He's still got that fire in him, you know? And um, I hope that he, he... I'm sure he still wants to stay in it. I know he's desperate to stay in it. And I hope that an opportunity comes along for him. I'm sure it will do. Um, because... um He's only been in it a short period of time and unfortunately lost the job. So yeah, it's it's never easy for them. Neil, is it? No. When they're part of the family, um, it's never easy. Whether it's your son, your daughter, your no, no. your mum, your well, dad. Well, my
2: lads into golf now. Now I tell you why. He, he he played for a local team down in Cornwall at football, right? And one day the the game was going on and this kid did him. Mm-hmm. And he ended up, he broke his ankle, right? right? But yeah, the kid, after he'd done the tackle, because, you know, obviously referee didn't see it. <laughs> and
3: uh, Have you got his name? Or? They
2: jumped up <laughs> and high-fived each other about what? it being my lad. Oh, wow. And he ends up cracking his ankle. And, and William said to me, Dad, I, I don't think... And I said, do what you want. And, he, yeah. do you know, he's dedicated to golf now. Mm. And I'm ever so pleased. Well, great! Mm. He's, he's got his own career yeah. ahead of him now. And, and and I think it's I think it is good because there's a, there's a lot of jealousy in football mm. as well with, with kids and we only we are a bit selfish mm. managers well, my miss, be my miss, she says I'm me 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 thing, me man. all the time you know <laughs> so although last week <laughs> got Steve, a podcast. she did she did recommend me to take a job last week. <laughs> We, we, so, She's had enough of me last so, week. So
3: you say about, about taking a job, and we've discussed it, yeah. given your where you are at the stage of life and, and what you've done off the back of your last job, and you, you've found it okay so far, it
0: seems?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, listen, ideally, I have always I would have loved to have managed internationally, mm. you know, where you can have a look round and then you've got them together for a week or ten days, or you mm. with me two weeks? But that's, yeah. that's never materialised, that. But although, although I enjoy it, no matter what you replicate, what you bring into your life, it's nothing like that when you get that win and that whistle goes and you, you're you going home. I used, I mean, at Sheffield United, I used to go in the slipper bath and, and Derek Kitman used to bring me a cup of tea and... and and I used to think about all the you know, parents going home with the kids now. After that, we've satisfied them all. There's nothing greater than when you've got a good result and you're driving home into it, and you think, "Wow, everybody, we've made everybody's day today." Mm. It, it is a, you know, yes, it has the other side of the coin mm. where you don't sleep. Yeah. You know, you you're tossing and turning about. Should I have done this? Should I have done that? You know, what about him? You know, and so it has that other side of the coin. But
3: so does I'm, that. So what you're saying that does that. In your head then, does that formulate, I don't know, a discussion with Steve with regards to what, what happens next? Do, do, do you get to a stage where you look at a peer and someone that you I, respect? I and, and you categorically, like, what is it? Is there going to be another? Well, what
2: I, the thing is, what I'd like to do now, I know it sounds silly, but I've, I've really enjoyed doing my Twitter at times and things. And I've got and I, one or two ideas. I'd, I'd love to go and speak and interview people on the television um, that's retired. Are you with me? Yeah, that's yeah. retired. Because it's one of two interesting people that's retired mm. that you, you tend to forget about. And I, I don't think many people have, have done that. But, you know, down in Cornwall, you know, I met somebody a few weeks ago, a fisherman. Are you with me? It's the stories he were telling me. And wow. I said, have you told anybody? I said, he said, no. I said, well, don't tell anybody. Yeah, I might come and interview <laughs> <Okay>. you, you, <laughs> yeah, you know? can get your pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, so uh, I
3: mean, so it's, a, it's a, you have mentioned it there with regards to possibly... What's next? Well, after Newcastle, I, after Newcastle,
4: after Newcastle of what happened personally, of what happened personally and um, what the family went through, then I did question it then. And then lo and behold, within four months, I've made myself look a right mug because I'm taking another job. But I, I honestly genuinely thought, you know, maybe maybe it's time. Mm. Maybe it's time. And do I really want to put the family... When you're getting all sorts of threats and they want to try and burn your house down and things like that, then you know it it become it become really really difficult for the family and and um, so the easiest way of all is to say hang on a minute, mm. hang on a minute. However, I don't think you can ever say never. At no, this moment in time, I, I'm I'm never going to say never, but um, I'm bordering on that way. Okay. I think the biggest thing, like I said to Neil before I met, is is what you do with your time, because in football, whether you're a football player coming to the end, we've all been it, and I I could ask you the same question. When you're coming to the end as a player, all of them great times you've had, you're institutionalised a little bit. If I say you're in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you were in Mm -hmm. for 10 o'clock, you're training, you're doing this, we leave at 4 o'clock, we go to... Yeah, institutionalised that, you run by that season after season. When it comes to an end, it becomes very, very difficult for a lot of footballers, and I don't care whether you're Alan Shearer or whether you're, or whether you're Joe Bloggs who plays at Scunthorpe, mm-hmm. coming to the end is the most difficult thing that we all have to deal with. And I think it's the same thing with management. It grabs such a hold of you, some can't wait to get out the back of it, I have to tell you. But when you've enjoyed it, probably like I have and Neil has, then it does become an issue of how you deal with it, how do the next step of your life, how do you get away from it. And I'm trying to go through that now, if I'm, if I'm being honest. The big thing is, of course, what you do with time. Mm-hmm. And
2: your family is um, important, Dave, as well. Yeah, of course. Because to them, sometimes they'll look at, St- at Stephen, they'll look at me, and, and we're actually away from it. We're, we're, we've we've gone out of the world. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. We're sort of blank at times during the get. I'm on about during the day. Something yeah. will happen, and, and you're sort of oblivious, and, and because your mind's going all the time about you know because you're used to 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know,
4: you're mm-hmm. looking after 25 kids. Really, <laughs> it's like <laughs> taking them, you know, taking them to. And I think the big thing, Neil, like you is have I picked the right team? Is the formation right? Have yeah. I prepared well enough? Was the preparation good enough? Did I give them the best chance to win the game? All of them things were through your mind. When you're younger, mm. you fight them. And when you when you get a little bit older, they you, you start to but um experience I suppose, but it's the hard part of the job. And whoever's done it for a long time mm. I'll probably say exactly the same thing. And the most
2: successful, I'm not being mm. what you're saying, I'm not, but there are many qualifications. I I look at these managers now, they've got a notepad and they're writing on the notepad. Whether it's a shopping list, I ain't got a clue. But they're writing on the notepad. But still, ninety-five percent of successful managers man manage. Mm -hmm. They still man manage. You cannot get a diploma in man management, Mm -hmm. and and no matter good players, great players, average players, it's how you get the best out of your group of players. And nothing. That's that's gonna. Be, that's not rocket science, really. It's how it is, isn't it? That. Well, you
3: mentioned notepads. I've on my notepad. It says we could talk for hours, and I think we have talked for hours. It's been an absolute pleasure just can to sit here and listen to you Can I just say you about... thank
2: you, Steve? Because you're not getting paid anything. <laughs> uh, and I don't know. Yeah, why, he's, had, he's had two penguins and a chocolate like, biscuit. Are we going to bill him for biscuits. that as well. <laughs> you could take another another one of them penguins home on. with you. But you I,
3: I've got to say, it's it's a it's a privilege to be able to sit and listen to you talk about your your respective experiences. Any final thoughts, Neil? No, I just, I just think it's
2: great to have somebody like that. When I said to you, I'd like Steve to come on, only because I, I don't ask mm-hmm. loads of people, and and he's he's one one lad that I've always respected, mm. and and I like his family as well, and I, I think it's just good to listen where you've come from, mm. you know. It's not always been rosy. Yeah. You don't get anything in this world without fighting for it, and and you know, look at me at we look at him at Gillingham, you know, who's to say. If we'd have made the wrong mistake then, we wouldn't have had a career, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? It's yep. it's something you've got to just keep persevering. Same with his lad Alex. He'll find something, mm-hmm. and you with me. So he's got to keep going until he comes, and and that's what life's like, isn't it, now? And I, I don't envy you guys, uh, David, because you've got your computers here and your iPads. <laughs> it's an iPad. You can't tell me the world weren't a better place when you took your top off for oh. a goalpost. <laughs> there were no... You know, there were no there were no computers in phones in them no. days. And yet we, we, we enjoyed it. So I'm hoping that it goes all around. Round. And even now, mm. Steve will not, he can say what he wants, mm-hmm. but at his age, you never know what's coming up around mm. the corner. So you can never say never, you know, and, and, and that's why I'll be looking at him from interest. And hoping if he gets a job, he might take me off as a scout. As the mentor, perfect. He yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. takes me mentor, yeah. Mental, yeah. <laughs> and
3: by the way,
4: you know you talk about dinosaurs, Neil they did rule the world for 3,000 <laughs> <laughs> Three, can we, 3 we finish, million, on that? Exactly yeah, we'll finish on that's the perfect way I mean it, it's been yeah.
3: a it's been a wonderful episode yeah. on the Die For Three Points podcast please like subscribe give us your comments I'm sure you've got a lot to say of what you've just listened to but gents it's been a pleasure um, and hopefully we'll see you both very very soon thank you thank you Thanks. Thanks.
4: Cheers. cheers